feel like we should start the show off with a piano key. Yeah, we should. Because it's pian- because piano key is law. Piano key is law. Number two, Redux. Tonight's show is brought to you by Piano K, because Piano K is law. No matter what country you're in, Piano K is law. This is also episode 150. Uh, is Oh, it's a milestone! Yeah, so we have one Pokemon per episode. So this is uh, Mewtwo, our Mewtwo episode. So yeah. Kevin Kevin wanted to know because I, I said it was our 150th episode or he brought it up or something, and he wanted to know if Quick Mickey had one Pokemon of the original 150, which would it be? No, no, I just can't. You know, over my time, I was Pokemon trainer for about three, four years, uh, trying to go full time, trying to make it big. I just kind of work, you know, some hustling, trying to do that, and uh, had trouble. But but at the end of the day, at the end of the day. What would he have? Now, now I got to sit here and think about it. A Magikarp. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I'm an aquarium man. Uh, no, it, it wouldn't have all that. It, it'd have a who's the chill Pokemon besides Snorlax? Um, Slowpoke. Yeah, I had a Slowpoke, and I was pretty fond of that fella. who wasn't his low maintenance. You know, I like my Pokemon to be low maintenance because Quick Mickey don't he don't have a lot of bandwidth a lot of times. So Slowpoke's pretty good. Now, I had me Snorlax for a little while, and he, but he got a little bit temperamental when I was waking him up to give him little belly pets and, you know, little belly belly taps and things like that. But uh, I didn't have no magic carp. I, I, ain't, I ain't an aquarium, man. Too much work in an aquarium. I didn't have no magic carp. Seems to me like you'd have, if there was a possum Pokemon, that would be the quick Mickey go-to, but there is not a possum Pokemon. No, there ain't no possum Pokemon. I tell you what, them ghost types scare me. I didn't have no ghost that type. Yeah, no. They, they can, like, kill you by licking you if you read the Pokedex. Yeah, I don't want that. And I, and I don't want no psychic type. I don't want nobody reading my mind. Didn't mind control like Professor X. Professor X gonna give it to you. <laughs> so there you go, Kevin. It would be a Slowpoke is the, the top choice for Quick Mickey. <laughs> Gosh, episode 150. We've been doing this for a couple of years. We were, we were, we figured out like how long we've been doing this. It's like three years or something. Well, 2019 to four, I guess. Jeez, I, I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, it, it was late 2019. So mostly, mostly 2020, 2021, and 2022. And then just like a little, a little fringe on both 23 and 19 on the ends there. Oh, okay. Well, and Missy's right. In there, like, time ceased to exist sometime in there. That you know? is true. Yeah, time is dead. Yeah, time is dead. Well, folks, welcome to this milestone episode, uh, the Trelure Blazures episode 150. It's a celebration. We actually got a pretty good show for you today. Yeah, there's some decent stuff here, more than I was expecting. Yeah. Why have we got a show for you, folks? Okay, so let's start out with what we done had watched this past week. What we done had watched this past week. All right, well, season four of Barry started on HBO, so I watched the first two episodes of Barry, and they were excellent, as the whole entire show has been from episode one onward. It's just great. It's a great show. It's as good as Breaking Bad, but it doesn't get talked about it as much, which is weird to me. Um, and then Mandalorian watched that season finale. That's yes, season so, finale of the Mandalorian. I also watched that season finale 
uh, I saw people complaining about it. A big long rant. I even saw somebody put a big long rant about it, about just how much they hated it. I'm just like, there is no pleasing Star Wars fans. No, Star Wars fans are. When people complain about Star Wars, it's just it's so irrelevant to me. Like, I don't, I don't care what weird thing you can. It, first of all, Star Wars is goofy and like kind of dumb to begin with. So if you're tr- people just want everything to be like Game of Thrones, I feel like dark and gritty and stupid. <laughs> which is uh one of the reasons why we liked uh dungeons and dragons so much it was fantasy that was not dark and gritty yes it was great and it was great if you want to know about that sign up for our patreon because the patreon episode is well by the time this is out the patreon episode should be out as well our first patreon episode yep with with special guest missy yes yeah, so quick you, missy if you like quick missy <laughs> oh, why have we not thought of that before i don't know maybe you are now did. quick missy quick missy yeah so, uh, so I, but anyway, I love this season. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was, it was so great. much fun. And there was a lot of yeah. Bo-Katan, and Bo-Katan is one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever from the cartoons. So, like, mm-hmm. I think my top, my top Star Wars characters are obviously Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, um, who else is great? Zeb from Rebels, who is also in The Mandalorian this year. He had mm-hmm. a little cameo, Steve Bloom. Yeah. Um, Hera from Re- I like all the animated characters the best, more than, like, you know, most of the movie characters. So I don't know what characters I like the best, but I will say I really like the um, what 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 do you like the the secret meetings of these like Imperials that are still out there. I thought that was some of the most fun thing. Like I want a whole show about the dirty deeds of the 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 Imperials behind the scenes building you know building under the radar. Yeah, I love that they're just like they can't wait for Thrawn to come back. Because he's yeah. gonna bring, he's there's just the okay. I I know I've said this before, but I love the heir to the empire trilogy. This right, the Zahn original episode seven, eight, and nine for for us in the nineties, we considered it that. And then when Disney bought it, I was like, they're making new sequels that aren't heir to the empire, and I was like, that's okay as long as they're better than the heir to the empire books. They weren't. <laughs> they weren't better than the heir to the empire books, but now. To make up for it, they're just squeezing Air of the Empire in between them, and that makes everything fine again. Yeah, I'm down with it. I have not read those books, but uh, I know that people are real precious about it, and that uh, and it's good stuff, yep. so bring it out. Um, I have been watching Star Trek Strange New Worlds, um, probably my new favorite show. I love it so much. It's fantastic. I, it's just so good. It's So I realized something, though. It is it is Downton Abbey in space. I've never seen Downton Abbey, so I can't help here. You, you, okay, so let me explain what I mean. So in Downton Abbey, one of the things that make down, made Downton Abbey so good is the relationships between all the characters. And it's not a show where everybody's backstabbing and, and terrible like in Game of Thrones. These people genuinely care for each other, and they prove it through their actions. Um, and it's just so touching and so warm and so wonderful. And Star Trek Strange New Worlds is absolutely written the same way. Well, it is fantastic. Yeah. And so I, I'm I'm so excited. And, and they really kind of, um, in this, tra- well, we'll, t- we'll talk about the trailer later. Anyway. anyway, I just, I love it so much. It just, I love the characters loving each other and caring for each other. It's just great. I like pretty much everyone on the show. Yeah. Uh, so excited. The uh, I've, I've unfortunately watched more episodes of Dance Moms. Fortu- uh, you mean <laughs> fortunately? 
<laughs> with my wife and my uh, oldest daughter. It's insanity. These I just go like I'm. I'm tired of the drama. Like casually watching a couple episodes. I can't imagine living these people's lives. Like I would, It's so much drama. Like get out. I really like uh, to hear people talk about reality TV, but I would never want to watch reality TV. No, it's uh, it's it's gross. Yeah. Uh, and I've been watching Secret Galaxy, the YouTube channel, uh, formerly known as Toy Galaxy. Yep. Um, it's so it's the perfect lunch watch. Oh, absolutely. It's so perfect. Yeah, it's one of my um, favorite so things I, on YouTube. Yeah, so I've been watching the history of like VR troopers and superhuman samurai cyber squad and <laughs> all that kind of stuff, all the Japanese stuff. So it's been really fun. Yep. Uh, recommend. Okay, so that's all we done had watched this past week. Let's talk about here uh, some of this new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yes, so I had not... Uh, you found this. So there's a new Netflix series called The Burrows, which is a supernatural mystery produced by uh, Matt and Ross Duffer, the Duffer, the Duffer brothers of uh, Stranger Things, uh, the dude who did the Netflix Dark Crystal show, uh, Jeffrey Addison, Will Matthews. And it's like a picturesque retirement community in New Mexico where a group of unlikely heroes must band together to stop an otherworldly threat from stealing the one thing they don't have, time. So it's probably going to be very Stranger Thingsy. Yeah, I, th- I think the vibes are going to be very similar. Uh, and I think the article I read, I think they said that the... Uh, the co-creators of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance came up with this, the idea for the show, and they and they brought it to the Duffer Brothers, and they're like, oh, "You got something here, buddy," and uh, and then kind of worked together. So th- these are these are a lot of creators that I really really love. You know, uh, Stranger Things season two aside, yeah. Uh, but so I'm I'm actually looking forward to this. I will absolutely watch this. Probably watch this with Holland, my 13 uh, year old. I'll check it out based on the concept. Uh, it sounds interesting to me. Yeah. Um, so that it was, uh, so that's, kind of, I don't know when that this is coming out. I mean, I imagine they're work, probably working on it now because, because Stranger Things season five doesn't even have a release date. Correct. So I don't know if they're simultaneously working on stuff or who knows. You haven't heard of any other news, have you? I haven't heard of anything. No, it's on, been really. kind of a light week for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, we have uh, the question times. The questions terms. And this is a patron uh, submitted question times. So wait a minute, you're telling me that if you're a patron of the show, you can submit the question times, and then we'll and then we'll actually do it on the show. Yeah, literally, if you're a patron, we'll pretty much do anything you ask. <laughs> <laughs> Time permitting. money talks. Yeah, money talks. Money, please. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this is from Kevin. Yep, and it's a great question too. Oh, it's it's great. He said they've decided to make a biopic, a biopic TV series about your life. What's the title of the show? What's your show's theme song? And if it's custom written for the show, who composed it? And who plays you in your show? Very fun question. So great. I want to hear this from as many people. If you listen to this, answer this question times because this is one of my favorite ones. So good. So let's start off with Kevin's answers because he provided them because he, you know, he sent in the question. Right. So his show would be Kevin's a big coffee guy, obsessed with coffee. So his would be called Slow Drip, and then his theme song is Lights Out by Royal Blood, and then he would be played by Brendan Fraser. (laughs) 
Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, I'll have to put a clip of each of these songs in here. I, of course, yours. I, yeah, mine I won't, won't be able to. But so, uh, but my show, uh, the Nick, the Nick biopic biopic, is going to be called No Worries If Not, which everyone knows is the sort of midwestern uh afraid of conflict thing that people say in texts <laughs> even though there are worries if not yeah uh, and then the theme song <laughs> would be it. an original theme song by jonathan colton about being an only child uh that that jonathan or that jo- jonathan colton would sing but probably would take some writing input from john hodgman and then uh, I would be played by Jason Siegel, as uh, Jess's sister often says. Perfect. These are all great. Uh, uh, Nick biopic. Nick biopic. Uh, so I said mine would be, my show would be called The Renaissance Man, uh, because that, that's like my goal in life, is to garner as many skills and abilities and knowledge about it, all this kind of stuff. Anyway, so it would be called The Renaissance Man. Um, there's a song called Metro Center 84 by... Uh, by sunset neon Mm -hmm. and this is very like synth wavy yeah um and it would so basically the opening the opening of the show would be like me driving in the starion you know with synth wave aesthetics going on Uh, and i would be played by anson mount classic perfect i think my theme song would be probably there's a jonathan colton song called glasses if you didn't want to write an original one i think i would use glasses Mm. but it would be kind of like the the Bojack Horseman opening where it's just like the camera's like straight on his face and he's walking through his day. I would have a one Oh, like that's that. fun. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Did did Kevin provide any uh, input to like the like the intro to the sh- to his show? Or is it just like co- like co- like oh, oh maybe it's maybe it's like um uh oh what's that Netflix show? Chef's Table yeah. where it's like real close-up shots but it's like coffee stuff. That I would think be fun. so, yeah. It would be just yeah. different different things and then like the the cup coming out on the little dish and then it has the title in the in the crema oh this this writes itself i would watch it too (laughs) yeah i'd watch it well kevin's an interesting guy of course we're gonna watch that okay well let us know folks answer these three questions and you know what we'll tell you how to get in touch with us later in the show that's right because of tactics all right that brings us to the new 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 New, 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 new. New, new. Trailers. Folks, we have an Adele Dazine. Yep. The first one here is a heavy hitter. Oh. I don't know that I haven't wanted something this hard in a long time. And guys, it's the trailer to Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 2. Yep. So, first of all, this song, they use a song by the Postal Service. Uh, the... You will see us falling from such great heights. Come down now. Down, down, down. Yeah, so they use that song. Love that song. Love the Postal Service. Postal Service is like uh, the Traveling Wilburys for people with my music taste. So it's like Jenny Lewis is in it and Ben Gibbard. I, just, I love the Postal Service. So like I already love Star Trek Strange New Worlds, but then they pulled one of the all-time greatest songs in the history of time and put it in. And it's like a kind of so cool good. like spacey version of it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. All your favorite folks are there. I just love all these characters. You can tell that they are investing in each other and caring for each other. It's just the color palette so of this show. Oh, oh it's like a movie. Yeah, bright, crisp, uh, colorful. Just good, good show. Uh, 
a lot of uh, focus on characters in this too. Like it's, it's like a teaser trailer, but you know you can see that they're going to do some Ortega stories in this season, and uh, like some Spock ends up on the bridge, so you know something's going on there. Yeah. Uh, then more more uh, Chapel Spock adventures, and I just can't wait. Yeah, Nurse Chapel looks at every person like she wants them. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. That's how she looks in. That's how she looks in real life, like when she walked past us in in DragonCon. She she she. There's something about her. She's got that. She's got that. What's it like? The hookshpa. The like the. Oh, she's got W Riz. Yeah, sure. She's, she's one of the Nicole Kidman spinoffs. Yeah, she's got she's got W Riz. What does we that love, mean again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> winning charisma. Okay, I knew the I knew the Riz was charisma. I didn't know yeah. what the W was. Yeah, W Riz. Um, so I, so I want to say something, uh, there's, there's a moment and maybe there actually maybe several moments in the show where, and they don't, and no other Star Trek does it like this. I don't think, but like Captain Pike is so in tune with his crew that when they say like something's wrong, red alert, he, he will immediately say red alert and it will immediately start the red alert sign. It's yep. so fast. It's always so fast. And I'm just like, he doesn't. He trusts his crew so much. He doesn't miss a beat. He's like red alert. Yep. I just I love when they go in red alert. I love it. I gotta rewatch season one before season two. I think. I think I'm gonna rewatch season two. Uh, season one. It's so rewatchable. It is. It's extreme. I saw it on Blu-ray today. Uh, I had to go get uh, laundry detergent, and I saw it at Walmart on Blu-ray. Oh, that's tempting. And I was like, mm, I have Paramount <laughs> Plus, but what if? Because <laughs> I have I have Lower Decks season one on Blu-ray too. Uh, but it's like, what if I didn't have Paramount Plus and I needed to watch <laughs> Star Trek? I yeah. should probably get it. <laughs> I just want—I want to get it just so they'll make like support it, so they'll make more of it. Yeah, I—I I just I like I, physical media is the way to go. In yeah. my opinion. So. Yeah, we love it. Oh, I don't know if you looked at the comments on YouTube um, for this trailer, but it's like every single person's like, "I love this show so much. Thank you for making it. I can't wait for this." I absolutely love this show. So it's like, I think the general consensus is this is great. I think if someone didn't like it, I would not believe them. Like, I think they were, they had an agenda, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like if somebody was like, I didn't really like Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. It's not really that good. I love Discovery. I'd be like, we probably can't be friends. Well, they're being a contrarian. Yeah. It's like Ugh. some things are just, some things are objectively good. Yeah, Absolutely. And one of them is Star Trek Strange New Worlds. It is, folks. And it's coming June 15th. It can't come soon. It's like a happy birthday to us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. So then we have a trailer for City on Fire. This is an Apple series uh, from the creators of a lot of CWE type series. Yeah, it had that vibe. But it had a budget yep. higher than anything the CW has ever known. <laughs> yeah, it was also, it was... I think, produced by A24. Oh, really? I think so. I think I saw that in there. The producers or writers or somebody from the OC was yeah. is involved in this. Um, and it kind of had some OC vibes to it. So it's yeah. like a mixture of different vibes. But it was to me, it was still pretty humdrum. I'm like, this is a big budget for something that's kind of humdrum. Every, it, I was calling it hipster cop when I was watching it because <laughs> everyone looks like a hipster police officer in this. Uh, the guy with the key earring? Yeah, just all of them. Uh, they all look like... They all look like... Young people who would grow up to do cocaine in the bathrooms of like skyscrapers, you know, like 
don't know. Anyone in this? So I'm not yeah. gonna watch this. This looks. I thought this looked real bad. Yeah, it looks it looks real bad. It's and it looks like a little melodramatic, or you know, like or taking it, maybe it takes itself too seriously. I think that's maybe the problem. I should tell everyone the plot. Yeah, go ahead. An NYU student is shot in Central Park on the 4th of July, 2003. Samantha Sicario is alone. There are no witnesses and very little physical evidence. Her friend's band is playing her favorite downtown club, but she leaves to meet someone, promising to return. She never does. As the crime against Samantha is investigated, she's revealed to be the crucial connection between a series of mysterious citywide fires, the downtown music scene, and a wealthy uptown real estate family fraying under the strain of many secrets they keep. Uh, I'm not, comf- I'm not comfortable with the fact that there's a period piece set during the time that I went to high school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comfortable with that word salad. Yeah, no, that's too much. <laughs> I may speed up. I may speed it up. Like I'll get, I'll play it at two, two, two times. Speed. Yeah, just blah 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 blah. No one, <laughs> no one needs to know that anyway. Yeah. So anyway, um, don't watch City on Fire. No, we will miss this. Bye. Uh, next up, we have a trailer for Tiny Toons Luniversity. So this is a reboot of Tiny Toon Adventures, which is one of the greatest '90s cartoons. That was great. Uh, inarguably, uh, it's a reboot centering on the characters. It's the same characters. It's Babs and Buster, uh, but they're not the voices. Yeah, so that, that kind of th- that threw me off. Yeah, because I was expecting you know, uh, the the regular voices. I think Tress McNeil was Babs in the original. Uh, and let me look. I think the '90s were sort of a golden age for voice acting in cartoons. Yeah. They definitely were. Um, so Charlie Adler was Buster. And yeah, Tress McNeil was Babs. So that is a pretty good call from me uh, for a cartoon I haven't seen in 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 20 years. <laughs> That's about right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so th- those are the main two. I am sure that, that those guys will have some sort of presence yeah. at some point as other characters. But then I, I also saw Lola was in it as one of the professors and i hope it's the Kristen wig stalker lola from the uh the new the, space jam the new no not the space jam but from the there was a looney tunes show on cartoon network a uh, f- few years ago maybe like within the last 10 years really? and Kristen wig was the voice of lola but instead of like being how she was in the movie she was like a kind of a stalker of bugs and like kind of psychotic and it was really really funny uh it was a really good show but i kind of hope they carry her over from there hmm. and do it like that this had a this had a weird kind of the vo was weird for this didn't you think it was kind of weird it was weird but i did enjoy the one joke where they said uh it was it was kind of like talking about what they have at the university like the facilities and it said and a library probably because <laughs> it was just talking about like all the uh cartoony stuff but yeah, I don't know. I'll I might check it out just because I I I love cartoons and I love Looney Tunes like Tiny Tunes, the original. Yeah. So I kind of want to see it, but the voices might break my brain. Maybe. And I will say the Animaniacs sort of set the new standard for this sort of thing. So yes. we'll have to see. It's going to be hard to be as good as that cuz even the new Animaniacs is great and they brought the voice same voice actors back. Yeah, that's the thing is is Animaniacs is still the same voice actors and it's from sort of the same time period so i feel like i you certainly certainly could have brought back tress mcneil she's she's still doing she, she's dot and animaniacs i know she's still she's still working <laughs> it still sounds the same she's yeah, great she's sounded she's in futurama they're making new futurama episodes this summer oh like, what, are you, what are you recasting tress mcneil for 
Maybe she maybe 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 she couldn't do it. You know, maybe she had a scheduling conflict or something. She's in every cartoon ever made. I I find that dubious. <laughs> that is, we'll that, see. That, 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 you're right. That's the only thing that that I kind of was like, I don't know why I changed mm. the voice cast. Hmm. We'll see. We'll just have to see. We'll see. Okay. All right. So next up, we have a trailer. A trailer number two for Fast Ten. The plot of which is. Dom Toretto and his family are targeted by the vengeful son of drug kingpin Hernan Reyes. Is that a character from a previous Fast movie? I have no idea. I have only seen two of them, and they were four and five. (laughs) (laughs) I also have not seen several Fast movies, so I need to catch up. That's not true. I have seen the first one. Oh, okay. And the third one. I saw the third one. Well, that third one's not great. It's tough. No, no. That's a tough one. Um... I'm going to watch this just for Jason Statham and, Br- and Brie. Yeah, I want to see Brie Larson. Every, every time she's on screen, I just want to I want to take that in with my eyeballs. Yep. Uh, Jason Statham is fun. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is fun. Oh, she is. Yeah. Uh, I thought Jason Statham was the best part of this trailer. Yeah, he was. I, I'm in. I'm in the mood for Jason Statham. Let me put that to you that way. Yeah, I could do. I could do some Jason Statham nonsense. Like I yeah. love the Transporter One is is a really fun movie. I love it's the great. first Transporter movie. Yeah. He's been in some stinkers, but I'm still in the oh, mood. Yeah. yeah, he's in a bunch of bad movies, but that's fine. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's Jason Statham. It's Jason Statham. You know, it's you, you know what you're getting. Yep. He knows what he's given. You know what yep. you're getting. And then sometimes you get Snatch, where he is like a really good actor, and hey. that's weird. <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to see this until I catch up. I have to see the other ones. Yep. You know. Then we have a trailer for Godzilla X Kong, Godzilla and Kong, Godzilla X Kong. I think it's Godzilla and Kong, but yeah, they're calling it Godzilla X Kong. So this is, it's an announcement teaser trailer, and then they released the synopsis. So it's Godzilla and Kong teaming up against a third kaiju. Yeah, which looks kind of monkey-esque, like a spindly monkey. Yeah. Maybe like a, what kind of monkey do you think this is? Like a, a gibbon? It looked like an orangutan, orangutan or something. Orangutan or a gibbon or something. It's different than Kong. He's skinnier than Kong, but he's got a field of bones in front of him, so he's he's real deadly. We're we're supposed to think he's real deadly. Yeah, he's he's bad business. So uh, that's all there is really on this. Not a lot. It's so they announced that this is coming out and they're working on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like your note. What if Ultraman showed up? Because I think, <laughs> I think in in the Shin uh, Japanese universe, they're merging Shin Ultraman and Shin Godzilla and a couple other things, Shin Kamen Rider, into some other things because they've mm. been making those good updates in Japan. Like Shin Godzilla is, I think, the best giant monster movie of all time, and I still really want to see Shin Ultraman. Yeah, I really want to see Shin Ultraman too, and it would be funny if they somehow worked in like the humans were able to create Ultraman or something for this because it's already off the rails. I mean, it's right. insane. It's, yeah, it's you, this movie's insane. Uh, but I'm always up for some kaiju, stupid kaiju action. You know, yeah, like I'm, I'm it. always yeah. You know, even if I just see it once, it's one of those things where if I see a review where they're like deep diving and talking about like character development and complaining about stuff like that i'm like man shut up like do you understand what you're <laughs> what you sound like like you doing a serious review of this is lamer than the movie could ever be it's like being a food critic and going to mcdonald's exactly it's like come on <laughs> come on let's get some pers- perspective here <laughs> we're, we're eating popcorn with this bro yeah come on buddy you know come on buddy. come on 
So that is uh, that's coming out to, uh, next year, at twenty twenty four release date sometime. Yep. Okay, then we have a trailer for Prehistoric Planet Season 2, and I was hoping that they would do this. Your arms are in the air. My arms are in the air. Cannot wait. One of the greatest things in the history of of television was Prehistoric Planet on Apple TV. So good. Uh, A documentary about dinosaurs where the CGI is so good that it looks real. Um, Just totally looks real. Narrated by David Attenborough, the greatest narrator of all time. Goat. The goat. Just best, best. He's actually the Nat, the the greatest narrator of all time. The Nat. <laughs> the Nat. So this looks excellent. I mean, you know, you know what you're getting. It's more of the same. We want more of the same. It was because it was only like six episodes or something the first yeah, season. Yeah. And it was like when it ended, I was wanting more. They left me wanting more, which I guess is same. the way you want to do it, right? Plus, it starts off with my favorite creature, the Quetzalcoatlus. Quetzalcoatlus, man. It's. I was like, I'll take that Quetzal. Quatless uh content thanks i have a hard time picturing that as a living organism it the physics of it don't seem possible yeah but like i can't picture these giant creatures like uh paraceratherium you know the giant like kind of giraffe rhino thingy yeah that that i can't imagine either and it's like i think i'd have to see one in real life so they should probably bring them back to life or put me in vr maybe with one yeah, I don't want to be in in VR with the hell pigs. No, me neither. Unless I'm in a bubble safe from them. <laughs> a safety bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Um so this is I when is did you catch when this is coming out? Is it this summer? Um I think it's the, it's this year but I didn't see when this okay. year. Okay. Well, I am setting my calendar for this. Me and the boy are going to watch this. I cannot wait. Yeah, I can't so, wait. So glad. And and um I saw that uh, produced by um Favre. Iron- Favreau, yeah. Yeah. That's why the CGI is so good, because he kind of pioneered that with uh, Lion King making the photorealistic CGI animals. Oh, yeah. So, I'm pretty sure that he used that Lion King movie as a tech demo to make this, (laughs) which I'm okay with. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, okay. Uh, All right, so then next we have a trailer for All the Light We Cannot See. So, this is the story of Marie Lauer, Lauer, L-A-U-R-E, I don't know how to pronounce French names. A blind French teenager and Werner, a German soldier whose paths collide in occupied France as both try to survive the devastation of World War II. Real good trailer, this one. Yeah, real good trailer. So, no dialogue in this entire trailer. It's just, uh, what's the song? Claire, Claire de Lune, one of my favorite songs ever. Also, the same song in Godzilla, King of the Monsters trailer. Was <laughs> Claire it? Claire de Lune, yeah. But yeah, this movie stars Mark Ruffalo and a couple other people that I'm not familiar with. And it looks real good. Like, the VFX look good. Uh, it looks like it's in World War Two. The color yeah, palette looked good. Yep. Uh, Hugh Laurie is in it. Um, oh, good. I love Hugh Laurie. Yeah, he's great. And it's going to be on Netflix on November 2nd. And I, I don't have Netflix right now, but I'll have it eventually again at some point. And I think I'll probably watch this one. This looks real good. Yeah, it looks really good. I'm not. Is this was this based on a book? I feel like I've heard of this before. I've heard the the title name. definitely sounds like a book title. Yeah. Well, anyway, it looks good. Some yeah, the the title of this made me think. Have I ever talked about this? The greatest sci-fi title in the history of time. You've talked about this. Yeah, the dark between the stars, and it, yeah. the book is just doesn't deserve that name. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, you've talked about. It's not that. good enough to have that. The literal <laughs> best title in the history of the genre, a hundred percent best title for a sci-fi thing. If you have that title, it has to be the best sci-fi book of all time. It but can't it's not. be the second book in a subpar series with weird lion alien men. Maybe in your original universe you're from, maybe it was the best sci-fi book ever written. I think I'm going to take it and, and write a better sci-fi book. And I'm just going to be like, you don't get to have this because you didn't use the responsibility that you took upon yourself correctly. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, this I, I will say this did make me want more um, period piece Captain America and Red Skull. Yeah, I want more Joe Johnston <laughs> movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want more Joe Johnson 1940s movies. Thanks. Well, we get Indiana Jones this year. We do get Indiana yeah. Jones. And and don't don't forget about my idea about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in the 40s with Rocketeer and Indiana Jones and who else? The Mummy, Brendan Fraser, yep. Yep. all those people. Rick O'Connell. Yep. So th- that idea, I still think the Phantom, I, the fa- oh my, oh my God, dude! Can we let's just talk about this again? Yep. Just just talking about this makes me, Amelia Earhart is in it. <sighs> yeah, fantastic. God, uh, even he- what if Hellboy was in it? He could be. Yeah. Yeah, like a he period piece Hellboy back then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe a, a real young Hellboy, like yeah. Like a teenage I mean, Hellboy. he grew up really fast, so uh, they found him in the forties, like the beginning of the. 40s so but if we said it around like 1948 or 49 he'd be like mostly adult by then already oh, man sky captain sky captain yeah yeah <laughs> it'd be the coolest maybe here's the deal when okay 20 years from now 25 years from now nick nick i'm gonna have ai write me a movie and call it the the new league of extraordinary gentlemen and this is what it's gonna be i love this especially uh I just want to see what is it, like the Phantom and Indiana Jones doing horse stunts. I'm, it's, uh, that's it. That's it. So, <laughs> so here's, here's eighteen billion dollars the movie. <laughs> Nick is the executive that yep. strokes the checks. Yes. Thanks. Okay. All right. So uh, let's go to this. Ne- oh God, Nick. <laughs> this next trailer. First of all, let me just. Okay. This next trailer is called Radar: The Bionic Dog. Mm-hmm. Nick Kelly is a ghoul for adding this. A ghoul. Uh, I want a divorce, Nick. This well, is an official. I sorry, want... Ben. I was raised Catholic. I'm not, I won't agree to a divorce. God. This is a straight to DVD. Um, for Talos' sake, why did you do this? Why did you do this to me? Well, first of all, what 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 makes you think I wouldn't do this to you? <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Second, I. I thought it was so funny because I Dean Kane is such a loser, and to see him in this was tremendously funny to me. Um, also, there's this part towards the end of the trailer where the bionic dog uses its tail like a helicopter, and it made me think of that line in The Simpsons where uh, Chief Wiggum's talking about Ralph, and he goes, "Ah, right, he's just playing Wiggle Puppy. He's a dog that flies around using his tail. I tell you, that dog's had some crazy adventures." <laughs> uh, so this is basically <laughs> Wiggle Puppy: The Adventures of the Bionic Dog, starring Ugh. Dean Kane, who is where he belongs in the world. Oh my gosh! There, there's literally only one silver lining to this trailer, and that's the YouTube commercial before it was for that Polite Society movie about the stunt. The Indian stunt or the Pakistani stunt girls, yeah, which is coming. It's reminded me it's coming out in theaters April twenty eighth, and I was like, okay, 
I forgot when that's coming out and what the name of it was, and now now I remember. But then I had to go through this ghoulish, this <laughs> atrocious, this this atrocity. That's what this is, an atrocity. It's it's so bad. Not only is the acting you know expectedly bad, but the writing, the concept, the over the top way that this is directed. It's 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 a crime. A crime it reminds was me of Secret Agent Cody Banks from the early two thousands, like that kind of movie. Secret Agent Cody Banks. Yeah, it was Frank Frankie Muniz. Oh wow! Yeah, who's a yeah. race car driver now? By the way, yep, he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dean Kane. First of all, I didn't know this was Dean Kane until you said it on this podcast. Yep. He looks. Um, they have him dressed like um, a flamboyant Italian mob mobster. Uh huh. Why, I would not continue acting if this is what where my career went. I would I would take out I would take up something else. He deserves this. I don't know anything about Dean Kane. Why does he deserve this? Is punishment? Why does he deserve this? He's just kind of crummy. Like he's crummy, kind of like in a like a Kevin Sorbo kind of way, where they just turn <laughs> crummy. You know, he's crummy and he deserves this. <laughs> this is where he belongs. This uh, it's so bad. I I really have. Um, have trouble describing how bad this is in every in every way in every facet it's truly a crime i think it's uh, probably number one on the list for me radar the bionic dog can't wait to see it i'm gonna buy it on 4k if you're in a great mood you know when you're listening to this it's like a you know monday or tuesday or whatever you're listening to this and you're in a great mood and you just say you just say you know what i've been in a good mood too long (laughs) <laughs> Go on YouTube and, and pull up Radar the Bionic Dog trailer. You know, I said I'd get it in 4K, but there's no way this will ever be in 4K. The only 4K that this movie will will ever see is the four kilos of cocaine that Dean Kane probably did in his trailer between takes. <laughs> Got him. He's burnt. Got him. Got him. Okay, I'm moving on. To something that I think I might hate just as much, and it's a movie called Fubar. So this is a Schwarzenegger movie where he's like, kind of like maybe Schwarzenegger's thinking about doing some more movies now because he hasn't been in so many lately. The plot is a CIA operative on the edge of retirement discovers a family secret and is called back into the field for one last job. So his daughter's like a CIA agent, and this is sort of like a dad and daughter team up thing where he's kind of like babying her but she's an agent as well and stuff like that you know it's got big savant energy this is bsc through and through but it's like you what you think it might be sort of a silly ride is this like gratuitous rated r content um type thing it's it's so weird the the tone of it is so weird uh, and it's just the the script is terrible. It's so bad. It just I hated it. the The longer it went on, the more I hated it. Yeah, I like Arnold Schwarzenegger is funny, and he's in on the joke, which makes him fun. But like, not like this. Like I feel like he could do better things. Yeah. Like there are still there are still places for Arnold Schwarzenegger to shine, and it's just not this. It's not this, and I'm trying to think of some recent things that I would be like, oh, he could fit into that. Yeah, I don't know. He needs some original stuff, but it has to be action comedy stuff. Yeah. Though I bet he'd be good in something that James Gunn made. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. 
Like a lethal weapon type of thing. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Just so not this. I not this. I hope this never comes out. I hope this doesn't exist. It's, it's a terrible. Netflix thing, so it'll exist somewhere. Ugh. No thanks. Moving on. Uh, we have a trailer uh, number two for Boogeyman. I thought haven't they already made this movie? Uh, I mean, the title has been used before, but this is based on the Stephen King Boogeyman. Okay. Um, piano key is law. Piano key is law. So this starts off with the piano key. They start off with this thing where they're trying to get this girl to be not afraid of the dark. And the way they do it is scarier than anything I've experienced. <laughs> like, they got this red light that flashes on and off. And it's like, this will teach you not to be afraid of the dark. And it's like, it's making me, a 35-year-old adult man who wasn't even afraid of the dark as a child, afraid of the dark. Yeah, I was like, don't let any kids see this trailer. Even the trailer, don't let kids yeah. see this. Stephen, I love Stephen King. I've talked about that many times on this podcast. Uh, so I will watch this one. Uh, not in theaters. I'll watch it when it comes out on HBO. I think it's Warner Brothers, so it'll be on HBO pretty fast. Um, but it comes out June second, which is happy birthday to John Hodgman and Ben Moon. <laughs> well, June third is my birthday, but yeah, I mean just that area. Mine's on the fifth. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I, I I'm not I don't do horror really anymore, so I'm not gonna do this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. It's got David Desmalchian. Uh, it's got little Princess Leia from uh, Kenobi. Mm. Is the little girl, and uh, I just I just really like Stephen King, so yeah. I, I tend to give give a watch to his stuff because his horror right. stuff is different than that's a true lot of other horror. That's true. And do you do you have a favorite horror movie? The Thing, John Carpenter. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Or or maybe a better question is, what's the scariest horror movie you've ever seen? Um, does A Clockwork Orange count as a horror movie? I've never seen it. I don't know if it's a horror movie, but that's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Mm. It's just the concept of it I found so unsettling that I couldn't I couldn't stop thinking about it for a really long time. Oh wow! So that I think is the scariest. Movie. I don't think it's a horror movie. I think it's more of a dystopian nightmare nightmare movie. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think The Clockwork Orange is the scariest movie I ever saw. Mm. I'm not afraid of like monsters. You know, so that kind of stuff doesn't scare me. Yeah, I think uh, scariest movie I've ever seen is uh, Event Horizon, and that's Paul W. S. Anderson. Yeah, and I'm doing it for Dragon Con. Yep, with, I with guessed, Kevin. I guessed immediately when you yeah you were like it's a secret, and I was like figured it out. Yeah, well, you know, eh, buddy, eh, you don't know me so well. Huh? Maybe you do, but uh, don't use it against me, okay? I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna. He <laughs> <laughs> might. Yep. Um, next up, we have a trailer uh, for Lessons in Chemistry. Set in the early 1960s, Elizabeth Zott's dream of being a scientist is put on hold when she finds herself pregnant, alone, and fired from her lab. This is Brie Larson Apple TV uh, series. Um, with Fallout music. With Fallout music and Brie Larson. And Brie Larson is in it. And that is all I need to know. Ever. Brie Larson in dresses. Brie Larson with good hairdos. And yep. Brie Larson. And her face. And her face. Which I enjoy uh, to look at. And wigs. It, she's clearly wearing a wig when she's on that TV show. Yeah. Because I know her forehead is bigger than that. And you could tell it's kind of a wig. Yeah, it looks like a wig. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Brie, Brie Larson in a wig? Yeah, sure. Yep. 
She's great. I'll watch this. Yep. Uh, last trailer we have here is American Born Chinese, which is going to be on Disney Plus, I think. Yeah, so this is directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, who directed Shang-Chi. Uh, the plot is, Jin Wang is an average teenager balancing high school and home life when he meets a new foreign student on the first day of school, even more worlds collide, <laughs> as Jin is unwittingly uh, entangled in a battle with the Chinese mythological gods. So this starts off, this is a very fun trailer, first of all. It starts off kind of tricking you, and it's like, this is like a immigrant kind of coming of age story like second generation you know immigrant you know Mm -hmm. and then uh it's not it's also a sci-fi like mystical movie with like gods and michelle yo and kihoi kwan and (laughs) like all this great stuff i don't know it was great i just really enjoyed this trailer yeah it was a good trailer i think it's probably more for a little bit younger but it still looked like it was well made and not it didn't feel too juvenile like that space movie that crater movie yeah i this one i'll probably check out like i want to see it um james hong is it's basically the entire cast of everything everywhere all at once yes it is and, and uh the director of shang chi yeah I, I would check it out just for key oh yeah for sure because i love I, him so i much. just i just want him to do well in be happy in his life. Yeah. I just want him to be the new Indiana Jones. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. The adventure's a short yes. round. That is acceptable. That is the only acceptable follow-up. Yep. I feel like Harrison Ford would be cool with it, too. I, surely he would. I mean, it, it's it's so perfect. It's such a perfect thing. Yeah. The time is the time is now. Capitalize. Time is now. Capitalize. Uh, all right. So that does it for all the new, new trailers. And that brings us to the Patron Selects. Yeah, that's right. So we got two real fun ones uh, this week. Uh, the first one came from Kevin, and he selected a movie called Robot Jocks from 1989. Yeah, the plot is, In the distant future, mankind has forsaken global wars for battles of single combat. The world has been divided into two opposing superpowers, with each side represented by trained champions. So these champions fight in big mechs that are like kind of stop-motion-y uh miniature stuff and it's i don't know this is wild it looks fun i this has to be from another universe i have never heard of this i have never seen this i've never seen footage i've never seen a a gif i've never seen a meme i've never even i've just i've never i can't believe i've never seen this i have a lot to say about this kevin first of all while the acting is terrible, the special effects in this are awesome. It right. looks so good. The concept is so cool. I would have I, I would have more than just two factions. I would have like you know six or eight or whatever in an Antarctica one. But the, the I, I was like, I have to see this. What this needs to be rebooted. This needs to be why this is a property that is worth rebooting. Like not everything needs to be rebooted. This should be rebooted. Or or make a sequel direct just make a direct sequel to it like so Tron. do you want to know the fun about that yes there is a sequel to this what it's called Robot Wars and it is an episode in season thirteen of Mystery Science Theater no way yeah so I actually have the sequel to this I haven't I didn't know it was a sequel when I saw the Mystery Science Theater uh, but I have like and I even thought the effects were pretty good in that the plot was not good and it no. did belong on Mystery Science Theater but I have that and uh, it's it's fun. But I, I, I want to, I want to see this first one. 
I want to do the Patreon contract, like a Patreon watch of this. For the yeah, because it'll be the first time. Yep. Uh, you know, maybe after we do Desert Strike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to see this. I if if we do a questions times and it was like, hey, if you got to rewrite a movie that you could re- be, be rebooted, this is what I'm writing because I have great ideas for this, and yeah. I, and I love giant robots like I do kaiju. This look, I this looks so cool. It does. Yeah, it looks cool. I love. I mean, I've seen this. the sequel, and the sequel is not good. So it's possible <laughs> that this is also not good. Oh, it's probably like, terrible. Clearly, and clearly, Del Toro watched this movie because Pacific Rim has elements of this. In it, it absolutely does. Yeah. Um, but the VFX are good. Like it's good. Yeah. VFX. It's good VFX. It's good VFX, and there's a there's a groin chainsaw. There is a groin chainsaw. Yes. Yep. Much like there is in The Running Man, but in a much different context. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was some like Running Man energy in this a little bit. Running Man's one of my favorite movies to watch. So, That's great. You know, so the best one-liners of all time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just love that movie. If you haven't seen The Running Man, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's really That's great. where Schwarzenegger belongs, in The Running Man. Yeah, and Com- Commando and The Running Man are probably my two favorite Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah, oh, and Predator, Predator, and, and, Predator, Predator. and Running Man for me. Yeah. Um, all right, so then Squid sent one in, and he, and he sent a modern cut trailer for Psycho. Yeah, he sent it to me, and he said that the trailer was ahead of its time, but I think, yeah, this is a modern cut, actually, it is. which I don't think he realized. No, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, so Psycho. So obviously Psycho is one of the most important movies ever of all time. There are certain movies that like jumpstart genres or change the way they make everything, and uh, Psycho is definitely one of those things. Like This created the sort of uh horror thriller slasher genre pretty much wholesale it created all of that or at least in a way that stuck with people yeah it's i mean it was i mean it's just such a um historic film uh-huh cause in the way that it just kind of changed it kind of changed the genre forever and yeah. it's really quite i mean it was way ahead of its time it's really quite terrifying still yep. i mean it holds yep. up it, it, it absolutely holds up and the fact that you can make a modern style trailer that is terrifying yeah just proves even more of like just how visionary it was yep the acting is good in this movie mm-hmm. it's just it's well directed it's scary it's creepy it's weird so creepy and weird um also this is the first movie ever where you see a toilet flush I was <laughs> yeah, that's just a thing I know about this. Um, the act, if you go and look at the actual trailers for this, um, they're the the original trailers are not very good. One of them's like six and a half minutes, and it's just Alfred Hitchcock talking and like walking around and being like, "Look at this house! Crazy yep. things happen in this house." You know, it's yep. like weird stuff like that. But uh, I, I this this modern this modern cut trailer is good. Yeah, I like modern cut trailers. It's fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. So that was uh, that was a fun submission. Thank you for that, Squid, Squido, Squido, Obi Wan Squidobi. That's right. That's what he goes by. Uh, that's, what, that's what people call him. Um, all right. So th- uh, that's all the patron selects, and you know you can submit a patron selects uh, to us as well if you'd like. Yep. Um, then, if you're a patron, if you, well, you have to be a patron to do that, don't you? Yep. Uh, let's talk about these here, Trailer Malures, Trailer Mailers. You've got mail. Yeah, so last week, you'll recall, we asked which tabletop slash board game would you like to see made into a movie? And uh, Kevin told me in person as he walked over to the house the other day. 
And he said, Ticket to Ride, which is that train game, uh, as a period piece of Western expansion with Daniel Day-Lewis. And then he thought it could be about competing railroad barons. And I suggested Brendan Gleeson as the other one. That's great. That's a great idea. Yep. And then I know that Missy would just try and hand out those little trains to you if you (laughs) went to see this movie because she had so many bags of those trains. In that movie, you could also have um, a little bit of education about um, how people were the most racist to Chinese immigrants who helped build the railroads. And Irish. Uh, And Irish. They were um, stealing all our jobs. Maybe you've heard that before. Yep. Uh, But people said that about the... uh, the people that worked on the railroads from yep. China and Ireland. So, yep. Uh, that would be fun. Missy said, Boss Monster. Uh, villains compete to create the best hero trapping dungeon, and you should cast Jack Black, Meryl Streep, Tom Hiddleston at least. I would watch that, especially if Jack Black is in it. Uh, 100%. Uh, sounds great. Uh, and Mid- Meryl Streep, if she's kind of having fun with it, like she does an adaptation. Uh, I love adaptation. Everyone watch that as well. Uh, Bridget said, Settlers of Catan, sheep everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I played this game once, and I've said many times that I don't like board games. And this is one of the the most I've ever wanted to stop doing something in my life was playing Settlers of Catan. <laughs> oh, you so didn't, you didn't, oh, you didn't like it? No, not at all. I was oh, like... Wow. I was like internal screaming, trying to get out of playing this game. Wow, it's, it's one of my favorite board games. <laughs> oh God, I, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. I was like, I don't want to trade sheep for iron. I want to go home. <laughs> uh, Settlers of Catan on Xbox 360 was so fun. I loved it so much. I just googled Catan movie because I thought I had heard of something. Yeah, and I, there's an article. From 2017, that says Settlers of Catan movie adaptation in the works at Sony. So I don't know how well that did. If that was almost that's going on six years ago at this point. So yeah, it's classic Sony maneuver. Yeah, it might be in in development hell, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's all the trailer mailers that, that we have this week. And Neil, Nick, why don't you tell them how they can get in touch? Well, if they want, they can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. It's where you can answer the questions times or see when we post new things. You can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter if you want to know when a new episode drops at trailer underscore blazers. You'll never find a verified checkmark there because we aren't giving Elon $8 a month. Uh, if you really want to support us and you want bonus content that um, is not really on a set schedule yet because it's... It's really uh, difficult to know when we can make these things. <laughs> but if you do want some guaranteed bonus content per month, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash trailerblazers, uh, which, wherein we would be ever so grateful. And uh, it helps us like afford to host the podcast, which I've been doing out of pocket for four years like a chump. And <laughs> uh, now it's nice to have some support in that arena. And uh, if you're feeling generous, you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. If you do so, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you what happens. Uh, I'm going to invite you over to my yard and help get these diglets out of the yard, baby. <laughs> That's causing all these holes in my yard, and I'm getting kind of sick of it. And, uh, and there ain't no taking... <clears throat> you can't just, you know, take a Vulpix and, and send them after them. They ain't going to do nothing. Because I'm telling you, them diglets are hard to get get taken care of. 
I don't know what to do at this point. I done called the animal con- Pokemon control. Billy and they was no help, and, and it took them like two days to get out here. And when that, and I, I think one of the guys was drunk when he got here, so they was no help. So any kind of advice would be great. So if maybe a five star rating and some advice to get rid of the diglets, and if you see one in your yard, tackle that problem immediately. That is the tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent for the Trailer Blazers. My name is Nick Kelly, and I know that a Magikarp would be good against Diglets because water type is good against ground type. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and just like Dean Kane, I'm exactly where I belong. Happy Trailsers. There's no video game section this week. Peace out. Bye. I'm not comfortable with... Armageddon.